You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. My name is Jesse D. I'm with tripradio.org or 107.1 FM, and I'm here with Alex White. Greetings, Chirpland. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me, and congratulations on your station. Thank you. Um, speaking of which, it's pretty exciting that uh, we're, you're doing your first Talia Hall show yeah. presented by Chirp yes. on January 18th. Yes. How did that come about? Well, the love affair between White Mystery and Chirp has been a long one. Um, How many years has Chirp been functioning now? Uh, Almost 10 years. Right. So White Mystery turns 10 in 2018. So we have been pals um, pretty much the whole duration of the band and your station. So it made a lot of sense to team up with you for this big January 18th show. It's a Thursday. I say Thalia Hall, and I know people say Talia Hall, but it's in Pilsen. We're playing with Paul Cherry and Son of a Gun. And I read that White Mystery, uh, just the name itself and the idea for it came from the actual candy wrapper on the ground. Was it an idea that burst forth fully formed at that point, or did it take some tweaking? It was a eureka moment, uh, seeing that candy wrapper on the ground where when I worked at Lori's Plan of Sound, we'd sold White Mystery Airheads on the countertop. It's like a total record store candy because it doesn't go bad. It's just sugar, you know? But for some reason, when I was walking down the street and I saw the silver wrapper just kind of flickering and my eye went down and saw the words White Mystery out of control, which is what it said in there. I was like, dude, that's it. By Jove, that's it. You know what I mean? It was like a moment, like an isolated moment. It's really cool. And that's when I literally called Francis and was like, yo, we got to start this band. We've been talking about it. We've been futzing around and recording um, under this name Forest Bride, which that MySpace is still up. Those are, That's the proto white mystery. But honestly, that's what triggered the entire project. And... Um, Our 2016 album was called Out of Control, in homage to that. But yeah, we we always knew that we wanted to be a two-piece, where there's a lot of great duos out there who have added a member, a couple members, like Jeff the Brotherhood, or even the Black Keys. Uh, Fran and I were confident that we would stay a two-piece and stay independent, fiercely independent. Now we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary, which is... Kind of crazy. Yeah. In April, right? Yep. April 20th. What happens then? So every year on April 20th, since White Mystery started as a band, we have released a new album. Uh, One year, we released the album as a feature-length film called That Was Awesome. But the first one was self-titled, White Mystery, White Mystery. And then in 2017 was FYMS. Uh, which has a bunch of expletives in it. I'll leave it up to the imagination of our Chirp listeners out there, but it's um, um, it's an album that we only could have released in the Trump era. 
where the other ones are happy albums, dark, interesting, poetry. This one is very much a punk album. And then in 2018, that'll be our 10-year anniversary. And it'll also be the culmination of the 10-year pact that my brother and I made with each other, um, where we could get haircuts if we want or get married and have children and start our own families independently from each other and move away from Chicago if we felt so compelled where this entire time we were white mysteries 100% our focus put an album out every year no matter how hard or difficult it might be among all the touring and yeah 2018 is the big apex of that experience which is very exciting so more music in 2018 more music what do you think is going to happen that's the mystery <laughs> of white mystery yes to school for business management right yep um i feel like white mystery seems uh, at least on the outside very well organized and run like a business the branding is really strong how much of your business background do you bring to the band so uh graduating from depaul university right here in chicago business management and entrepreneurship uh was great for me i started a record label when i was in high school it was the Avril Lavigne years of music happening, and the last thing I wanted to do was sign to a major label, even though I was being pursued by large labels who recognized me as being young and sculptable. What they didn't know was that I don't take direction very well, and I'm very stubborn and like to do things my own way. So I started the label, and um, you know, was thinking, okay, am I going to go to art school? Am I going to learn, you know, I'm already taking classical upright bass. Am I going to go to music school or what am I going to do? It's a way that creative people can actually really affect the world and pursue their passions. So when you're able to intertwine those two things, it can be a good thing. And my favorite book is uh, called The Dark Side of Bubblegum. And it talks about just, you know, a history of musicians being taken advantage of. And I wanted to flip that script and writing this business column for Riot Fest, I hope to actually share the information with other people that are considered industry secrets so that becoming successful and happy can be more common in the arts. So that's my goal. feel like I feel ashamed to admit this because when I saw artists coming to town and it was just a DJ set I would be disappointed and not want to go mm-hmm. and I saw James Murphy DJ a while ago and that totally changed my mind because I didn't think about how 
that artist is basically just putting all their influences out for everyone to see, past and current. And it's really exciting to see, like you do so many DJ shifts around and late night ones too, right? So what kind of music have you been DJing lately? Mm-hmm. So I DJ all 45s, which for Chirp listeners out there, seven inch records. I started collecting them when I was really young, uh, like 11 years old. So what I play is a lot of like kind of, um, some people call it like bubblegum junk shop records. So it's like the Monkees, the Stones, um, but a lot of obscure uh, Buddha records, which are um, like, you know, the Archies who did Yummy Yummy. Iggy Pop has said that Yummy Yummy was the song that really was almost like a punk turning point for him. When he heard that, um, as a young person, Jack White said it also, like Louie Louie, these songs that are like iconic rock anthems, that's kind of what I play. Shadows of Night, Gloria, Illinois Band, they're still active. Um, The Buckinghams, The Cryin' Shames, all of these awesome records that I get at like the thrift store and the bargain bin kiss you know stuff like that um and now people bring me 45s so i'll be djing they're like dude here's this um it's one that someone just brought me it's called leather boy it's like this is crazy this is so um counterculture and it's from the 60s it's like 50 years old and it's like one of the most kind of like sneering punk records i've heard in a long time so i really like the old stuff and once in a while sneak something new in, but it has to be on 45 for me to do that. Yeah, definitely. Hell or high water. Um, Where Fran and I even said that if one of us, if anything ever happened to one of us, that we would make it to April 20th, no matter what, even if it's like crawling to the finish line with like a broken leg or, you know, what have you. It's, you know, we're going to hobble our way. It'll be our 1,000th show in April. Um it's been a crazy ride and there's been a lot of death-defying moments in between and I'm very grateful to all of our fans and entities like Chirp that have supported us um, throughout changing tastes and changing economy and political climates and in all of this different stuff we've had so many good friends who have bolstered us up and our family even when times have gotten very challenging Um, And for anyone out there who's listening, even when you get really down, down, down in the dumps, you have to keep going, Um, even if just to see what happens. Uh, You seem very self-assured and confident and energetic. Uh, Where does that come from? Coffee, (laughs) as discussed. Um, You know, growing up in the city of Chicago and... um, going to Chicago public schools my whole life. I try to be positive, you know, especially at the age that I'm at. 
where I've seen so many terrible things happen and lost people. Like my best friend was killed when I was 18. Um, that almost caused me to stop playing music at a young age where I was so down in the dumps. And Francis has his own challenges too. Um, and then you're like, you know what? You get through it and you just have to be happy to be alive and be able to consume all of the uh, information around you. Because then otherwise the alternative is not being able to do that. So I'm grateful. It's been wonderful talking to you today. Thanks for having me. This is Jesse D, chirpradio.org. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.